best piece of marketing that any real estate agent can do right now is just calling people that they've either done business with or maybe that they've never done business with. Maybe it's just somebody that's contacted them in the past about real estate and just calling in and simply saying, how are you? This is Byron Lazine and Nicole White, and you are tuned in to episode 117 of The Real Word. Word is up. I felt like I didn't say your name with the same excitement as I said my own name there. Did you notice that? I didn't. All I was thinking about was, don't forget your lines. Don't said, forget your lines. I said Byron Lazine, and then I kind of like toned it down for Nicole White. Well, was, there was no disrespect there, Nicole. Well, I, I doubt that. Yes, definitely, definitely not. You guys <laughs> might see a little difference here in... The way we've been recording over the last few weeks, I'm out of the closet. They finally wow. have yeah. let me out of the closet. <laughs> you know, my wife and daughter, they had me locked in there for weeks on end. Well, I think that you locked yourself in there. I don't think they locked you in there. I think they were <laughs> desperate for you to come out. They you were, just refused. Know. The amount of times uh, your daughter was able to sneak in there. My daughter. I think she finally, it was like, um, what's that movie, um, uh, you know, where he dug the hole with a spoon to get out of jail? Oh, um, I don't know. Come on, Sam. Shawshank, like Sam, Shawshank Redemption. Your daughter was like so desperate to see you. She was like using a spoon to get through the, the sheetrock. I don't know. When I do come out of the closet, my daughter says, Daddy, you're annoying. And oh. I said, well, that's not the same well, as annoying. That must be something new. It must be a compliment. It must be like a mid. Uh, uh, I've been practicing. Uh, mid. Uh, mid. Amid. Amid. Oh, amid. you like amid. I like amid. Amid. I like mm-hmm. the way it actually is spelt. You know, I prefer great readers like me, great readers that have to talk while reading. Great readers. They like to use the words the way they're written. Huh. No, it's uh, mid. Actually, I have this little Google thing here. I know. We were, I, I, I kept hearing it play for you. Amid. 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 Mm-hmm. Well, I'm just excited that we have lights. Look at us. Like we got some lights. We got lights. some things going on. For everybody that might be a little concerned that we are back in our office, the, the rule here in Connecticut is groups under five. We only have three people that are allowed in this office anyways. Agents aren't coming in here. And we are like, you're Nicole, 10, you are at the other end of the room. Eight feet. I think I bought an eight foot table for this room. So this, I think this is 10 feet. You got the leaf in. I think this might be 10 feet. Like we're at the head of the table. We're like, we're like eating at the head. Like you're at the head. I'm at the head. We have a... a Social distance. Oh look! I'll take a show. picture. We can take a picture, and we'll we'll put we'll 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 edit that in. We'll we'll put the picture in. The, we'll take the picture. You can take it. I took it. Oh, you did take mm-hmm. it. Wow, that's very, very quick there. Uh, no, seriously, those. This is a very safe way we're doing this, and it felt it feels really good. Personally, before we get started with our two rackets and our marketeer of the week, it felt really good coming in here today like driving over to the office, knowing we're going to be doing our show here. My confidence and spirits took another level up just by coming in, just by getting in the car and driving in. Wow. No, seriously. I, I want to, I know everybody You need to come out of the closet more often. I got to come out of the closet. I like being out of the closet. <laughs> uh, I know a lot of people are feeling the same way that we all understand that we're not going to go back to exactly how it was in January and February, but starting the process of getting back to some normal or missing routines is going to be really important, not just for our mental health, but for all of our economies and certainly 
you know, real estate being our focus, a large part of that. I think though, it also is super important. I mean, we're sort of now where we are at least sort of right beyond that 30 day mark where um, obviously, even if you don't know that there's an end in sight, at least you now have to start like in my house, like for so long, we were just sort of like winging it, but you almost have to come up with new routines and new, you know, sort of like, I guess, standards for living so that you can keep yourself sane so that you do feel like, you know, your days, my son the other day was crying because he felt like his life was pointless. So, um, it was sort of helpful for all of us to sort of feel like you have a point, even though you're not able to be normal. So, yeah, I mean, well, I've seen some people like to like, if sports don't come back, like I, I literally have no reason anymore to wow. be in existence. I've, I've seen that on Twitter. I haven't said that, but huh. the Michael Jordan documentary is keeping <gasps> me going. Wait, did you, did you watch it? Oh, God, yeah. I mean, uh, I, I literally I missed the first day. There were two episodes the first night, right? Yeah, Sunday night. And it'll, I think it'll be every Sunday night. There'll be two episodes for I'm the next sure five weeks. I'm sure they're probably rerunning it. I got I just worked till like 11 last night. I oh, gotta, they got to be running, rerunning that nonstop. ESPN broke uh, documentary records for viewings, their own record. Well, it was the perfect time to release it, in all honesty. <laughs> it, I mean, it's like, the, it's like the Tiger King. I mean, it's like it was all that's, perfectly. I, that's one I haven't seen. But the, oh. the mm-hmm. MJ doc... On Sunday, you know, at like seven, eight o'clock, I started to like anticipate nine o'clock. I started to get excited. I started, I started like begging my wife to make the real popcorn, the stuff that pops the like real in, the, popcorn. in the pan, like, not the microwave. Like on the a real, stove, like in a pan On with the butter? stove, in the pan, yeah. Wow. And and I was just getting all excited. It felt like it was a big game, like a game seven or a Do Super Bowl. Do you usually Bowl. make fresh popcorn on a game day? Well, I will say I usually always, or I used to always make a bag of uh, microwave popcorn for every single Michael Jordan playoff game and finals popcorn and dr pepper that was my go-to during his last three championships big time Mm. michael jordan i love dr pepper i like dr pepper too i don't drink it really ever anymore we have diet dr pepper maybe you happen to that all right let's jump into our our rackets We, we went on a on a total racket rant there to begin the show but racket number one french real estate leader offers americans a look into what our future might be as the lockdowns start to loosen up. So with a May 11th target date uh, to end the lockdown, Laurent Demir, I believe I said that one right, founder right. and CEO of Coldwell Banker France. And, Mar- and Monaco. And, and Monaco mm-hmm. is seeing real estate activity pick up. So kind of what we were just saying, talking about like me having that drive into the office here uh, knowing that we can get start to get back to, you know, some small groups uh, and doing that safely with social distancing. Just the drive in gave me a little step up in my energy, gave me more confidence. And what they're seeing in France is just the date of the lockdown coming to an end, the reopening, the target date of May 11th for them has encouraged people, has given people confidence to start looking at real estate. The date has got real estate activity picking back up, uh, according to Laurent, picking back up to almost pre-crisis levels. So just a couple percentage points of what they were seeing in real estate activity on the portals, like the viewing, like the sh- uh, viewing real estate online, has picked up almost to pre-crisis levels. For the first weeks, meaning the first weeks of their 
uh, lockdown. They didn't have any closings. So unlike what we have here in Connecticut, where real estate's essential, or many of the states across the country where we've done, you know, digital closings, or Nicole, we were talking about, uh, what was that, the drive-up yeah. closing? Mm-hmm. That's an Inman, on, uh, an article rather on Inman as well. In France, you could not leave your house. So the market, net, let alone closings, you couldn't even do showings. So the first few weeks, they actually had no real estate activity whatsoever. We've been fortunate here in America to continue to see deals close and the market move uh, to some degree. And in some places like, you know, what we're dealing with locally, at a pretty good pace, it, the, the real estate market has moved. No, I, I mean, if we're talking about being lucky, we're super lucky to be able, especially here, again, we could speak of only Connecticut because I know that there are a few states that um, real estate agents are not essential. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, obviously we've been super lucky in being able to do deals, put deals on MLS, all that fun stuff. But um, I mean, what do you want me to talk about here? Are we well, going to go into this, like what I mean, he's expecting? This, this Coldwell Banker exec believes that the first month is going to be a slow readjustment period, despite the fact that we mentioned that uh, close to about just about minus three to five percent of what they were seeing in real estate activity on the portals is almost back. He still expects that first month to be an adjustment period as they start to do uh, showings and, and those types of things. But then He believes that interest will explode. There will be a baby boom, he believes. So people will be looking for more space or people will. um, Do you think there's going to be a baby boom? This is what he thinks. I mean, I I was telling Sam earlier, it will definitely be with first firstborns. There will will not be secondborns. There will not be thirdborns. I didn't get that because. There will not be fourthborns. The baby boom, even if there's a baby boom because of this, because people were locked in. I mean, that's nine months away. So. But that, that goes to his point of... Uh, well, but I mean, they've been locked up for, what, probably two months. So she's probably already knows she's pregnant. So now they're like, oh, now we need a bigger house. <laughs> right. Well, he does say people will be looking to get out of the apartment or the house that they now have realized that they don't like anymore because they've been locked up in it for eight months. People will also be looking to move closer to work to avoid commuting if they realize that working remotely was a struggle for them or vice versa, if working remotely was easy, then they might be looking to move out of the cities and they might not care what their commute looks like. But he expects in France that for 2021, they will be in a real estate boom. He expects an adjustment period in May as they lift this lockdown off of their people. And they do expect interest to come back to where it was here by the end of 2020 and then an absolute real boom in 2021. If you look at what some of the economists are projecting for us here in the States, Steve Harney being one of them, Steve talked about our numbers being flat this year and into 2021, basically flat, gradual increases. It depends. I mean... Well, he does mention in here, though, that even though there is going to be a little bit of a boom right as soon as the gates open, there is going to be a little bit of a drop in in the price, mostly because a lot of people are going to have to quickly list because they can't afford the home anymore that they're living in or... That could happen. People in, in a financial situation yes. may Yes. So he does say they said sell. it'll dip a little bit, but then 2021 sounds like it'll be good. I mean, obviously, we don't know the... No idea. The French market, but... No idea. Here in the States, we're seeing across the board a huge shortage of inventory. We were already getting 
into an inventory shortage in most markets before this happened. Since this happened, you've seen a lot of people put uh, their, their selling goals on pause, which have, has created this inventory shortage. And so I actually think demand is going to continue to build because of this inventory shortage because buyers are going to keep waiting, keep waiting for better inventory uh, to come onto the market when good inventory here locally, and I, and you know, you can chime in, in the comments what's happening in your market, but here locally, what we're seeing is when a good, well-priced uh, home that had pride of ownership, that's you know fairly updated or just clean and functional, comes on the market, we're actually still seeing multiple offers during this crisis locally. I know that's not the case in New York City; they're on you know a lockdown similar to what. France went through where really nothing is happening at all. But in fairness, New York City, and I think they reference that in this article or maybe another article I was reading, but there, there's a lot of information you get on, on New York City's real estate market. Their market was down before this happened. There was already a glut of inventory because developers went crazy during the last few years when they saw prices continue to rise. So New York was already feeling pain before this. Now, of course, they're feeling tons of pain being in the middle uh, of this crisis. I think what will also help, though, with that influx is obviously during all of this, um, lending was tightened. So there was actually quite a bit of people that were originally in the market to buy that then got excluded or yeah. were so close to buying and then they couldn't because, you know, those products weren't even being offered anymore. So I think that once this is over, if the banks do lighten up again with their lending, all of those people that were immediately excluded from actually being able to buy will obviously then immediately be able to purchase again. And I'm certain that those that were already sort of gearing up and already looking at properties are 100% going to be hopping right back in, excited to be part of, of like the buying process again. So it'll yeah. be interesting to see. And I'm just speaking for myself. I know personally, as our government officials and the health officials, the experts start to allow us to ease up on some of our restrictions to ease up on this shelter in place and, and allow us to get back to work. I know for me personally that my confidence is going to go through the roof, that my excitement and energy just about life is going to go up. They're seeing that in France. You're starting to see certain states get back to work here in America. And if we can pull that off, and I encourage everybody as this starts to happen to take every safety precaution into a measure that they possibly can. But as we start to do this, I do believe the industries like real estate that, remember, we're not in a housing crisis. Real estate was very strong before this happened are going to be able to pick up uh, and, and take off because there are a lot of people out there, like this gentleman from France said from Coldwell Banker, either don't like their house, have a need to move, have a desire to downsize, have a desire to move into that retirement home. A lot of millennials have been renting for years and want to finally own. There are still a lot of people, despite uh, the banks making it harder for people to basically get a loan. Despite all of that, there are still a lot of people that want to engage in real estate. And that to me 
is encouraging and exciting for all of us. Yeah, I think a lot of it also has to do with just appreciation though too. I mean, again, my son feels like his life is sort of not having a point where at the end of all of this, like if anything, you just start appreciating the fact that you do have the ability to buy or, you know, you're working you're working this hard now. You, you deserve, you, know, you feel like you deserve the house or again, to sort of just be active again. So again, I think there's going to be so many different variables working into it that um, it's certainly going to be an exciting time and it won't be cold That's anymore here in the Northeast. Thing. So it'll be nice to get out. In the it sun. is hard to, you know, you think about it and I saw some like, as this stuff kind of broke out, it's like, how hard can it be? They're just asking you, you know, this is four or five weeks ago. They're just asking you to sit on your couch at home. I, I don't know about you guys watching, you know, definitely tell me how you feel in the comments. It's hard to stay at home 95, 99% of your time. It is mentally taxing. Certainly in this country, in America, we are built here in America to work. The way, we, the life that we all have isn't set up to take 18 months off and wait for a vaccine. It's actually impossible from a mental health standpoint to take 18 months of life off and certainly from an economical standpoint. So I'm excited and I look forward to us getting some of these restrictions loosened up while we continue to take different health precautions and safety precautions. And listen, life is changing forever, but I'm excited about the next chapter, the, the next steps that we're all gonna be taking together as we start to come out of this. All right, racket number two. This was hand-selected. Hand-picked. By Nicole White. One and only. Sex for rent requests <laughs> from landlords soar amid amid there you go pandemic i mean hello hello i mean are you surprised i guess after i am very surprised i i feel like i am so sheltered and then i read these things and i realize even more how sheltered i am and then you start reading it and then you realize or you remember that there's just people like this in the world. There are dirty MFers everywhere. This is another Inman article. I mean, unfortunately, I think these kinds of situations bring out the worst in people. I mean, there was there was an argument at Big Y here in, in our town because these two men got too close to each other at the at the deli, the deli counter. I'm like, you have your mask on. You have like... I was, he was, I was, I was a little bit further down. I was, and I, but I yell it. There was not a fight. There was no, luckily there was enough security. I mean, there's security. It's like, <laughs> it's like you're, it's don't go to the supermarket if you're afraid of being that close to people. Cause it's virtually impossible to go to the grocery store and not like bring, this is bringing out the worst in people. But my point is like the whole grocery store thing. Like you hear people like, don't leave your house, don't leave your house. But yet they're going to the grocery store where every single other person in their town and community is also going. So like, I don't really understand this whole thing about like, Hey, you, you can't come in contact with people, but or you yet- can't sit out around like a, like a, like a bonfire, like 20 feet apart from each other. Or like people are walking on the green and like, they're giving you smug looks, but, but yeah, yeah, I agree. But then they're at the supermarket, but yet everybody's in the grocery Touching, store, everybody in the things. town. It's, if, if you want somebody to catch this thing, send them all to the same place everybody else in the town is congregating. You know, we're trying to do delivery from the grocery stores and then Ooh, we're good getting... Luck. How, we're how's getting, that taken? Uh, no, that we had going? delivery yesterday. Yeah? When yeah. did you have to sign up for that? Like a week before? About a week ago, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, so you have to order your groceries now. Yeah, you order a week ahead. Week. We've been doing that. And then all the other items, like, 
you know, the, the meats and that kind of stuff. I've been going to our local markets, local restaurants and getting those picked up outside. So they bring it outside. It's actually yes. way safer than anything else. I hope that continues because I'm not a really big fan of going to the grocery stores anyways. No. Well, it's even worse now. You think everyone's like, people are staring at you. By the time I'm done, I'm sweating. The guy behind the counter is like, you know, if you're sweating, can you only imagine me? Like people oh, are man. staring at me as I'm like. The anxiety that those, that the frontline grocery store workers have to go. It's just like everybody's a disease. <laughs> all right. All right. Let's get back to this though. Well, everybody is a disease clearly <laughs> after reading this article. So women's advocacy groups in Hawaii and Illinois say renters are being pressured to perform sexual acts in lieu of rent as unemployment rises. There was one example where a woman who was unable to pay her April 1st rent, which was due uh, after losing her income due to this crisis, said she texted other prospective landlords uh, inquiring about more affordable property. This is according to BuzzFeed. One prospective landlord responded with a dick pic. Never thought I'd say that word on, on the real world. Well, it's funny because I knew I knew where you were headed with it. I was like, is he going to say it? Yeah. Is he going to uh, say it? Another newly unemployed woman said she asked her landlord if she could pay her April rent once she had work again. So, you know, that, that's we talked about this. There's a lot of uh, renters that now have the ability to push back their rent. And there's a lot of homeowners that have like the ability forbearance. To, yeah, to re reach out and get forbearance on their mortgage. So it, you know, kind of passes the buck all the way to the top here. But this, this, you know, and this woman asked a reasonable question, Hey, can I pay you once I have work again? I'm unemployed. And he replied by telling her she could come over and spoon him instead. Uh, I don't know. Wow. He's clearly desperate so, for contact. Uh, but then you're oh, just wow. then you're spreading the Rona around. I mean I gotta imagine that landlord has not touched a a human legally well before this crisis even started. That is one pathetic soul. Uh, but BuzzFeed is saying they've received a record number of sexual harassment claims. Not they're not they're not receiving them. The, the Hawaii State Commission uh, on status of women in Chicago-based fair housing agency told BuzzFeed that they've received a record number of sexual harassment claims from tenants since unemployment rates began booming in early April. This is absolutely disgusting. This is the most disgusting it's, racket. It's, we've I mean, ever again, what, what is super sad is that, like you said before, the, these these people were probably like this before, and now they're completely taking advantage of a situation because uh, obviously people's need to have shelter and to survive and have a place to live is 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 yeah. is at risk, and then to. I, it's, it's appalling. And it sounds like a lot of single women tenants are being the ones targeted. Victimized. And victimized. Yes. Not targeted, yeah, victimized in this situation. Totally disgusting. It's not even anything I can even wrap my brain around, but I think it is something that uh, it's good to talk about. Cause I just, I think that it's, 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 it's quite ridiculous. These landlords should be held accountable and hopefully they will be held accountable in these situation. Certainly it should be case closed when you have the evidence of, you know, a texted picture, eggplant, pick. Uh, an eggplant mm -hmm. pick or a, you know, uh, any types of texts or emails coming back and, and they should be held accountable immediately. All right. Marketeer of the week. This is another Inman article. So three for three on the Inman articles, guys, if you hate Inman, sorry, uh, too bad for you. <laughs> uh, this one here is 
how you're keeping client spirits up. This is just an Inman staff writer, and there's a whole bunch of examples. We'll go through them. It's not a, a, an agent specific. There's lots of agents across the country that are doing things similar to this. I've really been proud to be a part of this uh, community, the real estate professionals who have stepped up for their local businesses and, and local healthcare workers, and also just the way they've helped out their own clients and sphere of influences. So let's- I have to say, wait, before yeah, you go, start go reading it. the list though, I think that it's like, yes, I understand that we are, um, you know, wanting to reach out to our clients now, but I think it's really important even just to do this to like your friends and family too. Absolutely. I mean, just to let them know that you're thinking about them, that you're wanting to be connected and that like they're feeling special too. So again, yes, I mean, this is obviously for clients, but I think it can go well beyond that. Yeah. Too. The first one, this is from an agent who found a couple of boxes of Christmas cards while just cleaning. A lot of people have been doing cleaning of their house and getting reorganized with this extra time. And this person sent those Christmas cards out during the week of Easter. Well, you even, okay, so these are obviously Christmas cards. Yeah. Like I'm assuming it's a normal card, but think about all, like during Christmas, like when you're always going to be sending like your family photo and you don't have any time. Well, you got, you time, got time now. now. And, and Take a photo of your family. Send out your little Christmas card. But they're in April sending out Christmas cards and this person's received a lot of phone calls and messages that all reflected making their clients smile and they really just appreciated the fact that this agent was thinking of them. You definitely get a chuckle. You get a Christmas card this time of year, you're going to look at it a little bit closer because it's odd to have a Christmas card this year, but it just shows... I don't feel like anything's odd yeah, anymore these days during this. I mean... Uh, somebody along with regular emails has been sending gift cards with a thank you note, $50 Publix gift card, uh, I love a good old Publix down there in Florida. Dropping off a bowl of pansies with a note to all of my clients, past and presents. I know that pansies are a flower. Okay. Good. Pansy. Good. I'm proud of you there. Nobody should ever deliver me pansies. I would take that as an insult. Well, you giving well, me a pansy. The name are you alone calling is, me a pansy? is enough. What's the I problem there? I think I think that they are. Friendly checking calls. I think this is the the best piece of marketing that any real estate agent can do right now is just calling people that they've either done business with or maybe that they've never done business with. Maybe it's just somebody that that's contacted them in the past about real estate and just calling in and simply saying, how are you? Yes, I agree. It's the best piece of marketing anybody can do. Although I've been doing, I've been doing letter, handwritten cards. Yeah. Yeah. With Nicole, the, you've been doing handwritten that's cards. That's my week. That's my, my goal for the week. Nicole's also, yes. and Nicole, why don't you talk about the gift card project.com? Uh, I think we could mention that on the marketeer. That's not a, you're not doing that for marketing. You're doing that to help no. support the community, but, yes. I, but it kind of ties in to making sure people understand how much you as a real estate professional care about your local community, the small businesses here, and everybody working together to help support them. So why don't you just talk about the gift card project? Well, I mean, I think it could easily be duplicated in any other Absolutely. state. I mean, we're right now, obviously, um, being in Connecticut and being a Connecticut licensed agent, um, our job, no matter where you are, is to sell communities, right? We're selling towns, we're selling um Downtowns, we're selling shops, we're selling restaurants. Um, you know, obviously, we're not just selling a home; we're selling the entire town. So, with this project, what we're trying to do is to get people to buy gift cards, like most are. Um, 
But what we're then asking them to do is to donate those cards back to the a gift card project so that we can then give them to families that need them. So if you are in a spot where you know you are, are fortunate enough to still maybe have a job, um, and maybe you're not, you know, obviously you're not getting your hair done. So, you know, you might have a little extra money in your pocket. So it's sort of like a twofer where you're, you're putting the money, you know, you're sort of infusing all that money right back into these small businesses that you want. I mean, we all need these small businesses to stay in these towns. We need our, our small business landscape to be exactly the way that it was when this all started, or there won't be anything left for us to sell when, when we come back out of it. When you think about a town like the one we're sitting in here in Guilford, Connecticut, it is a very quaint, cute shoreline, New Englandy town. In fact, I think this town has the second most 1700s homes in all of New England. There's one. Why do you know that? You hate old and homes. I do, but, but that's just a fun fact for you. There's just uh, <laughs> one town in Massachusetts, I think that has us beat. Interesting. But anyways, what really makes this town special, for example, is the this huge what they call Guilford Green in the, in the center of this downtown. But it's all those little local shops and establishments. Imagine if you had a green and you had nothing but vacant restaurants and shops surrounding this green. It, Where do you congregate? It, Where do you meet? It would be quite depressing yeah. you know, for, from my standpoint, maybe not from, from everybody else's, but if I'm just right. walking around the green looking at vacant you know, commercial real estate, I'm, I'm not right. going to be too excited. So it is important uh, Nicole, right. to your so point. it's a great alternative instead of just donating money. Now you're actually giving this money to a small business um, and then obviously donating the gift card to the gift card project. And then we're getting them to people that need it. Um, we are donating some of ours to nurses and doctors too. So they're getting to the front line. Um, and, and, and that's mostly, in all honesty, um, mostly not to exclude some of the small businesses because, you know, people that are in need are probably thinking more, you know, food. Um, but there are definitely, you know, hairdressers that yeah. need our support um, just as much as someone that is selling Gyms, b- bow ties and everything. absolutely. So those can go to the thank yous of the, of the nurses um, and the doctors Um not to say that people in need don't need those things, but you know the project was sort of twofold so that we didn't exclude any of the small businesses because I think that, again, and I, I that, that I'm mostly worried about the hairdressers. I mean, they're not even able to sort of do anything. But anyway, so, so that's yeah, what we're doing. It's a great thing, two for one. Uh, and I didn't, and I see real estate agents across the country doing very similar things to help their communities, help support their small local businesses. And I, we need. I them. encourage everybody, I mean, whether you're real estate or not help support your small local businesses because if you want your real estate values to come back, you better have a town that people desire to be in. Absolutely. There's a bunch of good examples. You can look at this. Uh, We'll link this up, of course. Planting flowers at listings for buyers. There's a whole bunch of different things you can do to lift people's spirits. Ooh, that's actually a great yeah. one. Especially if you've got kids, get your kids out. They can come help you. Huh. A lot of good stuff. So that's a marketeer of the week, if you will. A whole bunch of good things that are happening out there in the real estate community. Love to hear from you guys in the comments, what you're seeing in your community. Maybe somebody doing a great job marketing. Maybe it's not even a real estate agent. Maybe it is one of these small businesses. Uh, and, and I'd love to hear everybody's thoughts on when we do reopen, how you think your local market is going to come back. How do you think the buyers and sellers in your area are going to respond to a reopening of some sort of uh, normalcy? All right. That's it. That's it. 
That was a good day. That was day. a good one. That was a long was one. A good day. Appreciate you. It's because we're out. We don't want to go home. That's right. You don't want to go back to the closet. That's why you're talking <laughs> so much. I'm not going back to the closet. <laughs> All right, guys. Appreciate you. Stay well, stay healthy, and keep it real. Bye, guys. <laughs>